And we're live. Welcome to the Black Basil's Daily Podcast. The Black Basil's Daily is an exploration of investment strategies, trading ideas, money flips, and stories that may help you turn a profit. The show is released every Saturday and is hosted by yours truly, Black Basil's. Guests include traders, investors, corporate professionals, entrepreneurs, and many more. The things that you're about to hear if taken improperly, will change your life. Let's get it. For our seventh episode, we introduce Gio Paris. He's the epitome of Wi-Fi money. Gio Paris is a market trader from London who trades, and I quote, anything that has a market. From commodities, fiat currencies, and cryptocurrencies, Paris will trade it. He's the founder and owner of Vivid Capital, an elite training and education space teaching students how to become better traders in the crypto and forex markets. He has been featured in Yahoo Finance, Forbes, Bazinga, and has helped his students become funded traders with five and six figure accounts. Some have even quit their jobs and do trading full time. Joe himself is also a prolific trader, hitting a six figure month earlier on in the year from trading. This podcast is for those who feel like trading is their calling, but are having a difficult time getting there, as he did not have an easy path to get there, which you will hear about later. Let me not keep you guys waiting any longer. Episode 7, Geo Paris. Enjoy. How are you though? I'm good, brother. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How's your day been like? What do you mean? Not too uh not much really just been looking at charts watching the dump um you know a couple i'm in a silver trade uh which is running a bit of profit right now yeah man good can't complain Mm -hmm. well what do you what so what do you do most of the time just like charts forex or yeah so obviously i trade i trade all markets right i trade currencies commodities indices crypto um i trade everything if it's got a chart i'll trade it so a lot of my weekly prep is around just kind of like my thoughts going into the week um like what's my macro thesis what do i think the dollar is going to do what do i think euro is going to do um that kind of thing and then i just kind of work down from there so i start with the big things so like the currencies then i work my that my way down what do i think you know us equities are gonna do. how do i think that's going to impact crypto all that kind of stuff every week i just kind of start with a clean slate and kind of review my thesis um and then yeah throughout the week i'm just watching charts waiting for my alerts to be hit uh going to the gym just doing normal things reading i read a lot flying out <laughs> yeah more recently going on holidays um yeah man yeah no that that break was needed mm-hmm. how come you've been working hard yeah i was just in like the in the cave you know for a long period of time um obviously i've got the course as well like i re-recorded a bunch of videos for the course um so yeah, perhaps summer obviously had fun and stuff, but I was like doing uh, doing a lot, obviously trading and stuff like that. But yeah, man, holiday was good. Obviously went to Dubai, went to Italy, and now I'm back. So just grinding it out till probably December, then I'll probably go away again. Mm-hmm. What about you? Me just I literally woke up quite quite late from the start of the day late, and just uh, just jumped into the office and just said, "Yo, I got I just did a few bits and just said I need to come and record this with you." Yeah, yeah. It, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it you do? Obviously, like I follow you, on, I started following you on Instagram mm. post, but what does your day look like normally? What does my day look like normally? I like to say that I'm at this point, man's just a content content creator. I feel like I've, that's what's happened. Like it didn't start like that, but um, the content creation is just it's just working. But my days look like um, go office. In the morning. So you, and then, do you have an hmm? office or do you work in an office? No, nah, I got my own office. You got your own office? Oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just really work on my businesses. So basically what I've got is I've got um, trading cards. I teach people how to resell trading cards. Yeah. There's some profits on there. You've probably seen it on my Instagram, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got that. And then I've got some 
other things like reset, uh, basically anything you can make from money from. So reselling football tickets and concert tickets and rare tether like that. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to more the trading side with crypto and stocks, I wouldn't count myself as a trader too tough. I'm more yeah. just long term, long term hold. I like to just I'm always I'm always listening though. I always like to listen and the markets, um, so I know what's going on. But I rather count myself as just more of a long term um, swing trader of sorts, maybe a swing yeah. trader of sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. One thing that takes up a lot of my time is my Black Bezos Daily. I've got a newsletter that I post out every single day. So that takes yeah. up a lot of my time where I just talk about uh, crypto, stocks, just the things that I'm interested in. All these things, like I'm interested in all of them. So it's just like, I just like, just want to know about most all of them, really. That's it. Yeah. Mm. I hear that. That'd be me. That'd be me. But fam, this 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 podcast is for you, fam. Like, I don't even know anything about you. Like, I don't even care about like podcasts. Or, like, I just want to know about like you. Like, what do you do? Like, like what's your name? Like, what do you go by? Like, how did you even start? Like, yeah. like what do you what do you even do now? Like, I don't even know. Like, yeah, I know you do forex, but like, we don't even know. Like, is is it really cooking like that for you? Because it looks like it is. But like, you know what I'm saying? How do you even come up? Is this your full time thing? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. what do we start now? Yeah, just. Um, fam, the recording already started, bro. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't know, yeah, from beginning, yeah, yeah. yeah. As soon as you joined, yeah. oh, um, keep things uh, natural, man. There's no, don't want to, it's not an interview, just keep things natural, yeah. I like it like that. I'm sorry if you got you, I like it like that because then I don't want people to be like, because people kind of put like an image on, like they're like, oh, because what's your real name, by the way, Gio? Oh, Gio, I thought that was maybe just a um, cut, cut, like Everyone, a bit like. Mm. But my name's actually just Geo Paris. Oh, your government name Paris is at the end. Yeah, that's my full Oh, name. oh, crazy. Oh, I thought that was just you just kind of made it up. I can't yeah, even like the I Paris bit, that, but it's not. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Oh, but, okay, um, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, so how I started. Um, so I grew up in in Catford. In well, f- first, just just so everyone knows, like you're a forex trader, right? Yeah. What well, say I, mainly I, you do? Like I, said, I, I trade anything if it's got a chart. I'll trade it. So I trade currencies, commodities, indices, uh, cryptocurrencies. I trade everything. So would you say it's all like it? So it doesn't. Since you know technical, I'm I'm assuming you know technical analysis quite well, then. Yeah, that's the basis yeah. of everything I do. Mm, so would you say that since you know technical analysis, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's got, like you said, I like that what you said there. As long as it's got a chart, you trade it. Yeah, um, yeah. T- 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 technical analysis is just the. Uh, looking for patterns that have previously happened in the market that can potentially repeat. So when you're looking at a chart, uh, a price chart of any any instrument, normally it's just showing the psychology of the market participants, right? So if you go back to 2017, the chart of Bitcoin, um, it's just showing the, the psychology of that bull run. You know, we had the big blow off top where there was peak euphoria, where there was extreme breed in the market. And then we had the, the big sell-off back down to kind of mid 3k early 3k sort of level and that's showing extreme greed so it's just showing the the psychology of market participants and because human psychology is predictable you start to see patterns form that repeat themselves in the market and you know that's where that's where i make my money mm-hmm. i hear that i hear that all right then so yeah let's start at the beginning then how did geo paris start he's where he's now where he's a full-time full-time market trader um and can take you can basically it sounds like he's living that he's living that financial independence life where you can take trips whenever you want to do what you want to do Wake up yeah. yeah so um how it started so like i said i grew up in in, Catford, in southeast london lived a pretty normal childhood um and left school at 16 to do an apprenticeship i didn't go to uni or anything like that um, so I started working as an apprentice in a state agency um, for a company called Barnard Marcus. And when I was growing up, I always kind of knew that, you know, I wanted uh, I, I wanted to have money. I didn't want to really work a nine to five. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur or be a trader or something. You know, I, I knew I didn't want to just sit at a desk all day working for someone else. Um, so I remember in 20... 14, I think it was 2013, 2014, I watched a program on the BBC called Millions by the Minute, <clears throat> which was a program about traders. And um, that kind of piqued my interest in trading. So then 2015, I started learning how to trade just online and 
you know, kind of basic resources, did a few courses, I don't even remember now. Um, and started learning how to trade in 2016, I actually started trading, uh, opened my first live account in January 2016. Started trading, again, just learning, just going through the process, kind of a normal trading journey, you know, you think you know it all, you think you know how to trade, but the market humbles you very quickly. Um, and then late 2016, early 2017 was when I discovered cryptocurrency, started looking into cryptos, then mid 2017, kind of mid to early 2017, I started trading and, and buying cryptos, getting involved in the market. So then that was my, a, lot of, a lot of my focus was 2017, uh, was on crypto. And oh, so you started with crypto? No, so I started in Forex. And then oh, yeah, yeah. 2016, early 2017, I discovered crypto. Mm -hmm. kind of crypto. Throughout 2017, obviously we had the big bull run, um, made a lot of money, then lost a lot of it as well in the, in the bear market while I was still learning and stuff. But uh, a lot of that knowledge I took back to, you know, traditional markets and what I learned about managing my own emotions and, you know, my own trading psychology throughout trading cryptos helped me a lot when I started focusing more on Forex uh, and traditional markets again. So, yeah. And then uh, throughout 2019, I think I was being like more active on social media, like posting charts and stuff like that. Um, and then people I only had like 300 followers on Instagram, just people that I knew. People reach out to me like, oh, you know, can you teach me stuff like that? I want to learn how to trade. So that was kind of the birth of Vivid Capital, like early 2020. And I was like, cool, let me start teaching people how to trade. And then, yeah, now we're here about a year and a half later. Um, and yeah, helped. I think I've got like 300 students uh, now across FX and crypto, obviously helping them become full time, helping students get funded um, and trading my own stuff. So, yeah. Happy to be here. I saw you. I saw you put um, that you helped somebody get to like a hundred thousand. Was that one of your students or what? Yeah. So I've helped quite a few people <laughs> reach those sort of figures. Um, I kind of told my students that look, if you want to learn to trade, focus on becoming the best trader you can be when you're starting out. Because for retail traders, there's things called proprietary trading firm. There's companies that will actually give you money to trade with. So if you're a profitable trader. You don't need to have 50 grand to go and whack into a trading account. You can actually get funded by a company where you keep 70 to 80% of the profit that you make. So for a lot of people, this sounds, you know, too good to be true, but if they actually do some research, they'll find out that, you know, it's absolutely not all you need to do is focus on learning to become the best trader you can be, becoming a profitable trader, then you can actually go out and get funding and trade an account. So I've got students that have $100,000 accounts, $200,000 accounts more recently as well. Um, one of my students recently featured in FTMO, who's the biggest, uh, one of the biggest prop firms for, uh, for retail traders, um, featured in one of their articles as well, cause you've got a $200,000 account. So yeah, the, the main thing, the best advice I can give to new traders is don't focus on the money when you're starting, focus on trying to become the best trader that you can be, you know, try and acquire the skill, acquire the knowledge and really, you know, perfect your craft. Once you've done that, then you'll be in a position to actually start making money in the market. But the people who don't make money are the ones who approach the market kind of just like gambling and you know trying to make a quick buck. Oh wow. So wait, so are you funded then? So I trade my personal account. I trade my personal account. I did go through the, the funding process, but um there's more flexibility trading your your personal account. So the the only thing with funding, funding is great if you don't have you know a lot of capital to start with, but the, the end goal is to trade your own personal account because when you're trading a funded account, they'll give you drawdown restrictions and things like that. Whereas when you're trading your personal account, you know, you can hold trades as long as you want. You can hold through the news and hold over weekends. You can, you, you have a lot more freedom, but for somebody who's just starting, they can get a funded account, say they get a hundred K account and they make, I don't know, say 8% in a month. They'll make 8K on that account. They'll keep 80%, which is roughly what 6K. Um, and then that money they can save or they can invest and then they can try and build up their own personal account to the point where they can just trade their personal. Mm, but, so that's the game plan. But for someone starting, for someone who wanted to start today, just focus on learning how to trade. Once you've perfected your strategy and perfected, you know, your own psychology, your own approach to the markets, then you can go through, get funded, start saving that money that you're making, start investing that money. And then from there, you can start trading your personal account. And build it up then obviously you're keeping 100 of the profit oh so you so 
But in terms of you, did you start off with, because I'm, did you start off with a funding no, account? So, you, you started from zero. Yeah, so I started from zero. So for me, and it would have fast-tracked my journey a lot more if prop firms were a thing, but prop firms didn't really start blowing up until like 2020, um, or mm. 19, late 2019. But when I started like 2016, retail prop firms were not really a thing like that. So it was like you had to work, get money, put it into a trading account, you know? I was quite lucky that I was around for crypto in 2017. So I had built up capital from trading crypto, which I could then deposit into uh, into a brokerage and trade that money. But for most people, you know, uh, now the, the easiest way is to just go through a prop firm. If, if I had a prop firm back in 2016, 2017, that's 100% the route I would have taken. Mm. You think you would have been... That's the route that I would take. Would you be further along, you think, if you took a prop firm? Uh, I'd probably be close, but it just would have been easier. Yeah. But 100%, if I'd start from scratch today, I would focus on getting funded. And then mm. use my profit to invest in cryptos, trade cryptos and stuff like that. With, with these prop firms, you can actually trade cryptos, but they're not optimized for it. So you can only trade like the big stuff like BTC, ETH, XRP, um, and that kind of stuff. And also the spreads are quite big, so they're not optimized for it, but it is an option. Mm. But I can see on your socials that you've got this FTMO certificate or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I said, I, I went through the process just to show that it can be done, right? Just oh, wow. But um, I, I trade my, my personal account, yeah. So you just did that just to show people like, yo, I, I can yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, a lot of people are, are skeptical about different things and everyone has their, their own trading strategy. So to pass FTMO, you need to make like 10% in a month and... Uh, 5% over the verification period. So just to show like, you know, look, this stuff works. Like if you work hard, you can get funded. So I did that. And then literally the next month, one of my students did it. And then another one of my students did it. And they just started compounding, right? Then all of a sudden, five students a month were getting funded. Then like earlier this year in January to March, like tons of students got funded. Um, mm. So it was a bit of a quiet period for markets as it always is, Q3. Um, but then this month, I think we had like, maybe three or four students get funded. Um, so yeah, it's just to kind of show that, you know, this, this stuff works. If you work hard, you can you can make a lot of money doing this stuff. Wow. wow. What type of money are we talking? <laughs> because uh, people want to know, everyone wants to know, yeah. yeah you can so say a lot of money, but what type of money? Well, it, it depends. You know, if you're starting from, from nothing. So for you to get a funded FTMO account, to do the challenge, to start the process uh, of a 200K account, costs a thousand pounds, yeah? So you put in a thousand pounds, you trade for a month, you prove yourself, you get the funded account, you've got a 200K account. Then in that month, your first month of trading live, say you made 8%, right? 8% is a pretty decent month in traditional markets. With the drawdown restrictions FTMO give you as well, it's a pretty decent month. So 8% uh, of 200K is about 16K. You keep 80% uh, of that. Quick maths, roughly about 12K. Correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's about 12K off the top of my head. So 12K in a month, you know, if you can do that consistently every single month, straight away you're a six-figure earner and your initial investment was 1K. Now, this isn't a get-rich-quick scheme. Obviously, some people are probably looking at the maths. What people don't see is the work that goes in before you do the FTMO challenge, right? The three to six-month period where you are constantly on the charts, constantly learning, constantly perfecting your craft. And I'll be honest with you, trading is not for everyone. Like if you're not a disciplined person, if you can't manage your emotions, then you probably shouldn't trade markets. But if you can get over those psychological barriers that, you know, the market offers and you can push through that process and actually learn to become profitable, then, yeah, to start the process, costs a thousand pounds to start. You start, you get the funded account, say you make 8%, then you're clearing, you know, 12K a month if you're making 8% in a month. Some months you'll make more, some months you'll make less, right? Mm, of course, it's normal, normal. Yeah. Crazy. You know, so, yeah. You know, I, I don't really upload on YouTube that much anymore but you'll see like i think i've got like two uh two interviews with two of my students that got funded i'm going to do some more as we go into to november and december with some of the more recent students who got funded but um yeah you'll see them talk about their journeys and kind of how they got to a point where where they were funded as well crazy so you've got some students now who are like would you say consistently making these six figures a year uh yeah because I only started teaching people how to trade not too long ago, mm -hmm. what, a year and a half ago. Or, 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 or better question is, have you got any students who have like quit their job from this? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I've got quite a few yeah. students that are full time. Quite a few wow. students. Quite a few students that are full time. Um, yeah. But the thing, the thing I really focus on for for students who want to go full time or anyone who wants to go full time is first focus on perfecting your craft, making sure that you're consistently making money in the market before you quit your job. That you've got at least six to twelve months living expenses saved up, and any money you make from trading, try and invest it. So like, don't go on mad like. I don't know, splurges where you're spending loads of money, right? You can do that later once you've made a lot more money. But when you're in the building phases, you need to keep your living expenses low, try and earn as much as possible and then invest as much as possible. So I'll give you an example. When I was on my, my come up, when I first found about crypto in 2017, when I first started investing in crypto in 2017, these times I was still working as an estate agent. And I remember I used to eat rice and tuna pretty much every single day for lunch so that I could buy more Bitcoin and Ethereum. Like, um, <laughs> The office used to laugh at me, like, oh, um, you know, why don't you just spend a bit of extra? But the way I saw it in my head was if all this stuff 10x is like this money that I'm saving every single day from keeping my living expenses low, living like a really normal lifestyle, I'm going to make so much more in future. Whereas the problem with our generation that I see is people make, say, 5K in crypto and straight away they're in Harrods or they're going on some mad holiday. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, people need to, and I feel like this is the mindset from what I've seen from following you for a week or two is like, you're all about investing. And I kind of like that. That's kind of what I'm trying to install in anyone that comes across my, my path is, you know, investing is, is buying a day in future. If you think about investing like that, you're buying your time in future. Um, so you need to work less and less and less. The more you invest now, the less you need to work in future. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm all about is, make make your money first so that's why i like to just talk about all these different things and that's why i brought you one so like you're anyone here who's thinking they always say oh, i can't do a job i want to do i want to have that freedom yeah okay cool this guy's over here you do forex and you making uh you're you're, you're, you're doing very well from it um mm -hmm. and flipping let, let, later on i'm gonna ask you how much so i can i need to have a clickbait title bro you need to give me something clickbait you know i can't <laughs> lie to you you need to give me say clickbait whatever it is you need to give me say clickbait anyway but Huh? What do you want? I don't know. You tell me. Do you? Do you? I don't know. Clickbait. I'm not good at clickbait stuff. I'm not good at, at selling dreams. Mm. No, you. You know. Not, you need to give me a title that's going to be clickbait. What is it? Is it your? I, I see you got a nice car, but I don't know. <laughs> you need to give me something clickbait to say. Uh, what's the most you ever made in a trade? The most I ever made in one. Trade. Oh, what's the best? What's your best month? What's your best month? What's been your best month? uh best week best month best what, from, from all markets yeah just generally bro just from yeah all market anyway. uh my best month was week earlier this year in q2 uh it was a lot i don't want to say the exact figure but it was <laughs> bro i just think it's only a month you're not mm. <laughs> Figures, but I don't want to say how much. Okay, it was, don't. It was what? Sorry, it was in the six figures, but I don't want to say. What okay, part. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's a, that's clickbait out. enough, bro. Yeah, that's clickbait <laughs> enough. <laughs> what in a month? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's clickbait enough. That's from just that's from all market. Mm, yeah. 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 And just to clarify, you don't do that every single month on a consistent. No, of course not. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when you, so I, I posted one week on, on Instagram um, and people were like, what, you make that every week? And I was like, no, like this is one week. Do you know what I mean? The thing with trading, trading is up and down. There's, if you have the mindset of, I want to start trading to make 200 pounds a day, you're setting yourself up for failure because one month you're going to do well, one month you won't do as well. Then one month you will just make insane money. Everything will go your way. Um, so like, for example, coming into this year, the first week of January was like the, in traditional markets was the best week I had the first week of January, literally the first week of the year. And then since then, th there's been good weeks, there's been bad weeks, but that week in particular was insane. Like everything played out, like anyone who trades with me, who trades my strategy will tell you the first week in January, didn't matter what you took, everything just fucking hit TP. Like it was insane. Um, but not every week's like that. You know, if you have one week like that, then the next week isn't like that and you start getting demotivated. Again, you're setting yourself up for failure. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Not every week is the same. The, the thing yeah, is, yeah. is your, your approach to the market, you know? Mm -hmm.
What, what I was just going to say earlier is just about how what I like to just show is people is that you need to make your money, like you just said right there. You need to make your money, whatever it is. And then um, once you've made your money, then you can think about investing. Because the issue is a lot of people, they want to invest first and, and, and they, they, they're not making any money. And it's yeah. like what people need to understand is this. Like this is the one thing that I, I, I think people don't get this one fundamental thing where people are like, oh, um, should I invest in this? Should I invest in this? Is it the right time to invest in this? Is it the right? But what people don't understand is that if you make more money, you won't have that issue. That's not, mm-hmm. a, that won't be an issue for you. If you can just, if, if, if you only, you only got, you've got your one, the people are putting their last 1000 in Bitcoin, in whatever cryptocurrency, old coin. And they're like, whatever. It's like, but if you could put your thousand in there and then you, you like you was, you was eating just tuna. Cause you were like, if I can just save an extra 10 pound here and put it in, just mm-hmm. if I can make more money, then I can capitalize if you like you said he does a 10x then it's gonna go crazy for me but it, people just want to carry on living a normal life and they're just like oh i've got a thousand pounds here if i put it in will it go to 100k that's how mm-hmm. more people want to do but they don't want to look at the making more money and cutting down living expenses yeah man so it's just key that's yeah, crazy mm. a question i get asked all the time is <clears throat> i've got a thousand pounds to invest what should i invest in and the, the response i always give is invest in learning a high value skill because thousand pounds isn't going to change your life you know if you can only invest a thousand pounds a year it's going to take you fucking ages to actually start making decent money so if you can invest like you said in learning how to improve your income and the way to do that is by learning high value skills that could be learning how to trade or you know learning some creative property strategies in the uk or learning how to do facebook ads and run a social media agency or whatever it is like just learning a high value skill where you can increase your earning potential then once you've increased your earning potential then you can start, you know, investing more. But the, the key for all of it is, as well is keeping your living expenses low. This is something when you're on the come up, like don't go out and just buy random shit, you know? Something that I was guilty of when I first started making money was, you know, you start buying designer clothes or whatever and you start doing X, Y, and Z. But it's something if I could go back, it's definitely something I would change is um, just keeping your living expenses low while you're on that come up. Mm. I wouldn't even say it's just keeping living expenses low. It's keeping it constant. So even if the money's coming up, it doesn't mean that you now have to raise it. So if you was yeah. at this one level, okay, cool. If you was going to McDonald's every day, don't start going hackersand because you're making more money. But if your lifestyle was already going hackersand every day, cool, keep it at that. Yeah, but don't yeah. start going nerze and spending thirty thousand per yeah, meal. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, definitely, people need to focus on learning high value skills, and like you said. Then when you've got money, then you can start investing and you can start doing X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, so what did people start thinking when you started, like... Because you said you lived in a normal childhood, but, bro, like, if you lived a normal childhood, then you wouldn't be where you are right now. I'm telling you, like, but what did people think? What did people think, Um, yeah, like, when you started coming up like this? What did people, those around you think? Your school friend, like, what, what do people say now? Or your family? Uh, I, I, I'm quite blessed, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've got a very supportive family, so, like, a lot of my friends didn't want to go to uni, but their parents said, no, you need to go to uni, you know? But I said to my parents, I don't want to go to uni. They were like, all right, cool. They were like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know, I want to work. They were like, all right, cool. Just go and find a job. So I was like, kind of left to my own devices and kind of, you know, just made it work as I went and just not freestyled, but I kind of knew where I wanted to be. I just didn't know how I was going to get there. And life just kind of took me on a path and of me finding my way, you know? And then I found something that I resonated with. Um, well, who... Who would you say has been... What was you going to say, sir? No, no. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, who do you think has been the most like... Was it your mum? Was it your dad? Who's been the most influential person in that journey for you to yeah, just be... Probably, mm. probably my parents. I, I never really had a, a role model around me. Like, you know, didn't come from money. Like I said, I just normal school, grew up in Catford, went to... Uh, had a normal, very normal childhood. Um, and... For me, like my biggest mentor, this is a question I get a lot. My biggest mentor was, was books, bro. Books, YouTube, um, podcasts and stuff like that. Just learning from people who were where I wanted to be in life. So like a great book that I think everyone should read is a, a book called Principles by Ray Dalio. I don't know if you've read it already, but that's an I've amazing book yeah. that I think everyone should read. Um, Think and Grow Rich is one of the best books. That's I've a read. great book. I read it pretty much at least once a year. Um, Rich Dad Poor Dad is another great book that I think everyone should read that's kind of sparked Definitely. entrepreneurship in a, in a lot of people The Alchemist is a great book 
Um, loads of books, bro. That books were like one of my main mentors, and you know, studying studying people that were where I wanted to be, and you know, the constant that I found was, you know, these people they just become obsessed with their goal. So like you look at Jeff Bezos or Steve Jobs or anyone who's achieved anything extraordinary, even fighters like Conor McGregor, they're all just obsessed with the process, you know? They're not as focused on the outcome. The outcome is obviously the goal, but the obsession is is the process and like the love for what they do. So like when I was learning how to trade, I just loved looking at charts, like constantly looking at charts, constantly wanting to learn. You know what I mean? Any spare minute that I found, I was just trying to improve my knowledge and learn and refine and, you know, it's that love of the process that will eventually get you the result. So for me, like I said, men mentors were, were really just books. People I, I looked up to, people that I need to thank are, are my parents for giving me the freedom and, you know, kind of being supportive. Whatever it is I wanted to do, they were just kind of like, yeah, cool, like, you'll find your way. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. what, what country are you from? Because I don't believe it. it doesn't sound like you're British. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, so I grew, up in, I grew up in London. My mum's English and my dad is Italian. Ah. Yeah, my dad came here when he was 18. That kind of immigrant story, you know, started with nothing, started as a waiter. And, uh, yeah, made it work. Man said, we're at our point now, yeah, where we've heard enough immigrant stories. You don't need to explain it anymore. It's just, <laughs> it's just, my, I just, uh, my dad is Italian. He came when he was eight, just a typical story. Like, we've heard it enough. Like, everybody just knows now, like, don't have to explain it anymore. We've yeah. reached that point now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, for, for me, that was it. And, you know, when I started learning how to trade and, like, when I started, um, you know, wanting to go on, this path like trading FX and you know cryptos and stuff like that obviously there's a lot of skeptical people you know a lot of my friends and stuff were saying it's a scam a lot of people around me especially crypto in 2017 like crypto didn't have the infrastructure <clears throat> that it has now like when I first started looking at crypto Binance wasn't even around you know so there wasn't the infrastructure it is now it wasn't adopted by companies and countries like it is now like it was very magic internet money back then so the, the best advice I can give to people is, you know, people will be very negative and dismissive towards things they don't understand. So if you want to start Forex and you're talking to somebody who doesn't know anything about Forex and they're telling you not to do it, why on earth would you listen to that person? They have no knowledge on the subject, you know? So I think everyone should just do their own due diligence, do their research um, and, you know, take advice from people that are where they want to be in life, you know? A lot of time, if you're looking at someone and they're not where you want to be, they're probably not the best person for you to take advice from in your life, you know? Like, people take relationship advice from people who have had five failed relationships, you know? Mm -hmm. Advice from the person who has a successful relationship and has been married for however many years or... Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Word, word, word. No, I completely understand you. Yeah. Too many people are doing that. Um, People, people now with this whole social media thing, it's like you can very easily... There's no, what's the word now? When, when, it, when it was back in real life, when, it was, when you talk about real life, um, like you can't go around and lying because you've got like a track record. Like if you say, oh, I did this, but everybody else knows you didn't do this. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say, but because of social media, it's like, you can very easily lie. Nobody can check you. Basically what kind of means like, let's go like to the streets. And I'm not saying I was in the streets. I don't think you was in the streets, but everyone, what's the, but everyone knows that, um, if you lie about something, you'll get like G checked for it kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, everyone knows like, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, everybody knows in the whole neighborhood. It doesn't even matter if you're on the streets, but everyone in the whole neighborhood knows or in school. Like, like, I know me and you, we didn't come, we didn't grow up like when social media was going crazy, crazy, crazy like it's now. But flipping, now we're in an age where social media is like, anyone can just come along, man. You can just be, you can literally, you can, in this 2020, I know you we definitely both seen it. There's been so many people who just came up, like some people actually don't know a thing about crypto, Forex, stocks, and they just started talking about it. And they're now making a lot of money from it. And they just talk about it, but they don't have a clue about it. And it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that, that's definitely the funniest thing this year is seeing all the crypto experts that have popped up that have, you know, no clue what they're talking about. But they found out about Bitcoin maybe six months ago and all of a sudden they're an expert in it. And I'm not saying somebody can't become an expert. There's people that can take to things very quickly and learn very quickly. But a lot of people have strong opinions that are weakly held, you know? Do you know, just recently, or yesterday, there was this, I put it on my Instagram. It's trying to load up. It's, it's going to get loaded. Yeah, I did a video. And this guy, um, he's a stock. When I was coming up, learning about stocks, I'm into stocks. This guy called Alex Delage or something like that. He was a penny. He's a penny stocks trader, penny stocks trader. 
and mm-hmm. there making money, like showing it on Twitter. He's going da-da-da, showing his results, everything. So you're thinking he's legit. He sells no courses. He's talking about charity. All he's got in his link is a charity. So you're think I'm thinking this guy is the most legit. He gives out all his trades for free and he's um he does penny stocks. And then one one post that he put there, he bought a Tesla and he was like, Oh, thanks, Elon Musk. Just did a margin call, made enough money to buy this brand new S class. Tesla, you're thinking, wow, great, great. Like, I thought his name was certified great. And then just yesterday, and by the way, he doesn't show his face, doesn't show his government name. Just mm-hmm. yesterday, just find out, he's just been arrested, SEC, for pump and dumps. He's been there. So, yeah, everything, what he called it, um, securities fraud and everything. He's yeah. been there. All, all the things that he's been putting on Twitter, they've all just been pump and dumps. He's been in, in them from time ago and then just tweeting about them. And then expecting everybody else to get, get it. And then he cuts out. Um, even on my second podcast with a crypto trader, someone else was telling me when um, in the last bull run, um, he was telling me about how um, pe- people doing the whole pump and dump. They'll be telling people, oh, getting on this trade, this go- this is going to 100. This is doing 100x. This is going to do 100x. Telling everybody else is going to do 100x. But they've already cut time ago. They've cut already. And telling everybody else to do it's going to do 100x. Waiting for them to cut. It's crazy, man. Yeah, you, you still see that in, in today's crypto market. You know, mm. when you see people shilling these coins with incredibly low volume and low liquidity, they need to they need exit exit liquidity for them to get out, right? So you see people on Twitter shilling these coins that have like I don't know twenty thousand volume, twenty thousand dollars worth of volume in the last twenty four hours. It's obviously just a pump and dump, you know. Mm. Um, so yeah, just just be careful. And this is where you know people need to do their due diligence and. The thing, the problem I've seen with the market at the moment, the crypto market, is we're seeing people speculate at the highest levels that we've never seen before. Like just looking at something like Shiba Inu, right? Shiba Inu <laughs> in at eleventh in market cap. It's got a twenty billion, uh, where is it? Twenty four billion dollar market cap. That's insane. Like we're seeing, you know, these JPEGs, these NFTs sell for you know insane valuations. So this kind of speculation, it. Uh, so let's cut you off. Record breaking board eight board eight white club sells for three point four million, and board eight white board eight yacht club just surpassed one billion in um in 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 market cap. Yeah, so I mean, just the the blue chip NFTs, board eight yacht clubs, and you know all of that kind of stuff. It, um, they are frothy, but they're the kind of blue chips. You know, they're the oh, yeah. be around in uh, in the next probably four years or so. Word. But, the, the price will probably drop, you know, quite a lot. But what they're doing is kind of building that community. I think if you own a, a board ape, you can go to like an actual yacht party that they host. And they're kind of like real world incentives for holding that NFT, which is pretty cool. I'm talking about the the stuff where there's no uh, incentive yeah. at all. Like th- things like loot, for example. Like loot, there's literally just a word on the um, a word on a, on a on a text file selling for, at one point they were selling for 20 ETH. It's it's insane, like Oof. yeah. So that kind of speculation it means the market is frothy, and you know that, that's the main thing that worries me. It reminds me of the the dot com bubble in you know the early two thousands. Obviously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Around, obviously studied it a lot, studied history and stuff like that. And that's the kind of speculation we saw. It didn't matter what the coin was or what it did. You know, Safe Moon is a great example of this, um, and all the safe coins that blew up around that period. Um, that you know, people don't care as long as they think the price is going to go up. They'll just like put their whole life savings into it. And mm-hmm. some people make a lot of money, but you know, there's a lot of horror stories as well of people losing money. Talk to me about Vivid Capital. Yeah. Like, so, so what are you trying to do with that? What is that? So Vivid, Vivid Capital is just the, the the education side of things, right? So I mentioned people wanted to learn how to trade. People around me wanted to learn how to trade. So that's Vivid Capital is the the education side where I teach people how to trade forex commodities indices and cryptocurrencies and that's when i when i say my students i'm referring to the vivid capital students how how what where do you see what do you see what so what do you so right now it's just like what kind of teaching do you do do you do like is it like a one-to-one is it like a zoom call is it a group chat is it a channel like what what is it like no so um it's a it's a video-based course so there's pretty mm-hmm. videos of me you know teaching my strategy and you know how to break down charts everything that we look for our kind of approach that we want to have mm-hmm. um, then i do weekly calls as well with the students that opt in for it so weekly coaching calls where they submit their questions i answer the questions on the call we look at markets uh, kind of like a midweek review kind of thing 
Um, then I do weekly market updates as well, where every Monday I'll break down everything that I'm watching for the week. So this week we were watching a few currency pairs. We're looking at the Nikkei, uh, which is basically the equivalent of the S&P in Japan. Uh, looking at the Nasdaq, looking at the S&P, uh, looking at oil, gold, silver, platinum. So looking at a variety of, of markets. And yeah, that's every Monday. Then Tuesdays I do my crypto market updates. So that's why I kind of speak about what I'm looking for in crypto markets, any kind of altcoin setups that I'm looking for, any trades I'm looking to take, stuff like that. And then Wednesday is the, the weekly coaching calls. And then, yeah, on the back end, there's the, the course material for everyone to study. So it, when I say, you know, my students who passed FTM, most people that would have done the FX course, when you see people making, you know, six figures and stuff like that, it's people that have gone through that education process. Mm. It seems like, even though I can see it's a lot of work behind it, but it seems like things are very, like, streamlined for you. It seems like life's pretty simple for you. Like, you know, like, it's just baby cap, you do this, do that. Like, I like it. The reason why I'm not even saying, talking about it is because one thing I don't think people understand about being a trader is that life has to be very simple. Like, mm -hmm. or else you're not going to be able to trade well. Like, I think pe people, I, I know too many stories of people who have been good traders, but because in the background, life was a bit, getting a bit stressed. It just... Mm -hmm. Fell, they fell off completely. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. The, the hardest part and the, the, the part of your trading journey where you have to put in the most time and effort is the start. You know, the first three to six months, depending on how long it takes you to crack it. Once you understand your system, once you understand the approach you want to have, once you understand exactly what it is you're looking for in the market, then you can streamline it, you know. So, for example, I do my market prep on, a, on the weekend. I set my alerts. And then unless my alerts are being triggered, I don't really need to be in front of the in front of the charts too much. I can just kind of relax, you know, and read books or go to the gym or, you know, meet up with a friend or whatever it is I want to do. Unless those alerts are being triggered, you don't just want to stare at a screen all day, you know, otherwise you get analysis paralysis. You start seeing things that aren't there. You start, you know, imposing your view and what you want to happen on the market rather than actually seeing the market for what it is. Um, so you, you can absolutely streamline the whole process, you know. But the, 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 the part of your journey where you need to put in the most time is at the beginning while you're learning. You know, you need to put in a lot of time and, you know, focus a lot, put in a lot of energy and, you know, really try and understand it. And to be honest with you, the hardest part isn't even breaking down a chart. Like breaking down a chart is probably one of the easiest things. Getting your bias is pretty simple. The hardest part is managing your emotions and your psychology when it comes to trading. That's, that's the part most people struggle with. Oh, damn. I see. How old are you, by the way? How old do you think I am? Actually, no, let me not ask that question. I'll embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was going to go into that. The thing is, yeah, I was going to go into what you what you think. I was going to go into that. Bro, what happened with the hair, man? Yo. Yeah, bro. I told you the market's stressful, man. I told you. I told you the market's stressful. Um, but yeah, no, I'm <laughs> in, uh, in February next year. Say again, sorry? 24, and I'll turn 25 in February next year. But what, what happened with the hair? Just just started going? Yeah, bro. Like, I'd, I'd just be in the shower washing my hair. And uh, I'd just see hair on my hands, like, falling out. And then over a period, it just it just went. And then I think, like, going into 2020, I was like, oh, fuck this. I'm just going to shave it all off. And then I just went fully bald. That's what I've always said. If I start going bald, I'm going to just shave it all off. But now, do you know what? Flipping... Wait, quickly. What's it called? What? Did, did um, the men in your family also... Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My oh, so yeah. You didn't expect, didn't you? Didn't you think like, oh, it's gonna happen? Like, no, not really. It kind of, I'll be honest with you, bro. It kind of happened quickly, like uh. out of nowhere. Um, but yeah. Well, how did it, it? It was around the time like when I was learning how to trade as well. So I don't know. I don't know if it was that. Maybe it was genetic, but it might have been stress as well. I don't know. How did you feel? I mean, I was going to say, how did you feel? But like, what else did you feel? Felt bad, did it? Like, I don't care. Some, some people probably uh, care when they're going bored, but I don't really care. I think I, uh, I rock it with confidence. You know I mean? Listen, the most successful people in the world are all bold. Jeff Bezos, <laughs> um, The Rock, long, 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 long list of people uh, are, 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 are all bold. Now, I've actually got a little thing. Like, if you see my bit, my, 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 um, my character, my um, logo. Yeah, yeah. The guy's bored, yeah. Are you bored? I don't know, you know. I'm not going to... Because I don't show my face. I'm going to say, I don't know. I'm going to just leave that off for speculation. I'll tell you off off, off record. Off yeah. record, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, flipping... 
flipping. All, all I know is that now I just did a little bit of research and I was researching and like a lot of the successful, most successful people are bold. And also I think like, um, I think it's like over a certain age, women find bold more attractive than even hair anyway. But yeah, man, it's cool. Nah, it's a good look. It suits you, I think. It suits you. I think you look hard. Yeah. I said the bold thing, bro. Flipping... Vivi Capital. So, what's it called? So, how can people reach you for the Vivi Capital? Just yeah, it's just a tr- link just, in there. People, people can just DM me. Um, mm. My Instagram is obviously Geo Paris twenty three, or they can just message Vivid Capital Insta, or just go to our website vividcapital.co.uk and just get get started from there. But um, mm. the the main thing, you know, if people do want to get started, I just want them to come in with the right mindset. You know, it's it's not a overnight thing. It's not a get rich quick thing. You're gonna have to work hard at least for the first three to six months. If you work hard, you study the content material, you will do well, but it's not a, it's not a magic thing that you just plug into a computer and it will start printing money. You know, it's a skill set that you need to learn, you need to perfect. And, you know, generally anything worth having never comes easy. Uh, so you, you do need to put in the work. The hardest part will be the first three to six months when you're really you know, putting in that work and grafting, trying to perfect everything. From there, it only gets easier, you know. Is it just you? Is there a team behind you? Uh, so it's just me on the front end. There are some people that like reply to messages and stuff for me, but um, yeah, it's mainly just me. Like I do all the weekly calls and I do all the market updates and stuff like that. In future, probably get someone in to to run it all, um, but we're just not there, not there yet. There's not really an awful lot for me to do at the minute. Yeah. How featured on Yahoo, Forbes, and whatnot? Forbes. The, mm-hmm. the lady reached out to me. Um, I can't remember the name. The lady who wrote the, the article just reached out to me. Um, and then we just had a quick chat and she put the little um, the, the quote of what I said, which was basically just about, you know, why working with a mentor will help you accelerate your process, you know? And it just goes back to learning from someone who's been there and done it rather than someone who hasn't been there, you know? Um, so, yeah. Yahoo yeah, Finance? Huh? Yahoo yeah, Finance? Who finance? Yahoo, Yahoo. Oh, Yahoo Finance. Yeah, it was the mm. same. Yahoo, Yahoo Finance was the same thing. Um, just speaking about, I think uh, going into 2020, I spoke about a prediction for gold, silver, and Bitcoin. Obviously, you know, they all ended up coming true. Um, earlier in the year, gold hit like new highs, same for silver for it was like four or five years, four or five year highs, something like that. Um, Bitcoin hit 14K when at the start of the year it was much lower, it was like 100% move. Um, so yeah, just just getting out there, you know, kind of kind of getting exposure. It's mad because uh, 2019, like I said, I only had like 300 followers of just people that I knew, and now I think I got like 6,000 or something. So um, yeah, man, it's nice to have a platform and help inspire people. And all the stuff I post is just stuff that I'm going through myself. Like you see, a lot of time I just post pages of books and stuff. Like this is me reading a book, and it kind of resonates with me. I just want to share it and kind of help people with their journey, help motivate them. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm so I saw who you went out with um where you went on I looking where you went on holiday with you went out with all I can just see is one guy muds I can see him the other guys they're uh, I think they're both on private how did you even connect with him because doesn't he do sneakers yeah so um one of my good friends one of my best friends is friends with mods I think they went to school together or something like that so then um he just connected us you know we started hanging out or whatever going out restaurants and obviously more recently went on holiday together um, and we got Arsenal together as well. We both got season tickets at Arsenal. Um, but yeah, it was just through through one of my friends that I grew up okay. with. He went to school with him. Okay. The only reason I asked that is because some people want to know, all right, networking, like, what is your network like? How, it, do you yeah. know other traders who are like you on that level? Or is it just you, well, yourself and I? So now I do. Now I know traders and I have a, a good network. But the, the, another question that I always get asked is, you know, how can I build up my network because a lot of people build believe in the saying of like your network is your net worth which personally i don't agree with i don't agree your network is your net worth i think like you yourself can build up yourself to a point like i use me as an example i didn't have a, a big network it was only until like i actually started achieving things that like my life path kind of took me into these kind of groups and you know dealing with those kind of people so the thing with like going into those groups is it's a fair exchange of value, right? There's not going to be a multimillionaire who's just going to take you in when you've never read a book. You don't know anything. You're not a specialist in anything. They're not just going to take you in and show you the way, right? 
you need to become an expert in something. You need to learn a high value skill. And then naturally, when you're speaking to people, you'll just be able to showcase your expertise. And people want to know more, right? People want to learn from you. People want to spend more time with you. And it becomes a fair exchange of value. But, you know, I don't know, people kind of look for this magic formula. Of, oh, if I go to this networking event, I might meet someone who will just give me a million pounds or something. Not like that. You need to build up the high value skills. Once you've built up the high value skills, once you've mastered your craft and become an expert in something, then you will kind of find yourself just in these situations where you're talking to people who are also experts in their field and you can learn from them as well, you know? Man, it's, it's like... I think that networking, I think that network is your network just creates a lot of like fake people, you know? Mm -hmm. First, build up yourself to a point where you can hold down conversations and you can talk about your field or whatever it is you're an expert in with confidence. People will like that and they'll kind of gravitate towards that. 100%, I 100% agree. It's it's just like for like, it's like for like. Like even with this podcast, I mean, I don't know, but I'm assuming if somebody just came and went, somebody with a private account with no followers and following a thousand people messaged you and said, oh, can you come on my podcast? You're giving me my first guess. I don't know what you would have said, but what do you say, do you think? I don't know. Um, podcasts are a bit different. You know, you're, you're, trying mm-hmm. to, you're trying to build up a podcast. You're trying to build a platform, but... So you've kind of found your expertise and you're in the building process. I'm when I'm talking about I'm more referring to people who haven't done in your actual field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They, they just no, no, no. The only reason I use the podcast as an example is because um because you're also gonna get like you're gonna receive attention from it. Because the podcast as well is 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 it's there. So you'll also receive some attention from this and get from there. So that's the reason why I just say like for like, because you could have easily just said, Oh, um, yeah, you want me on your podcast? All right, pay then. Pay me then or whatnot, whatnot. But you also receive following and et cetera, et cetera. You know, yeah. so that's not my point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's a good, good example of like a fair exchange of value, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, just the, the main thing is people need to learn high value skills. It's all one loop. Like everything we've said is what? Um, But yeah, for the network stuff, learn high value skills, become an expert. When you start speaking to people, you'll be able to speak with confidence and articulate yourself correctly. People will buy into that and you know they'll they'll respect it. They want to spend more time with you, they want to learn more from you. And it will be a fair exchange of value, you know. But don't just focus on your network as your net worth. It just creates like a fake, I don't know, a fake friendship, you know. You're just there to gain something out of someone. I don't think that's right. Like even even when people use that word networking, I kind of hate it, you know. I don't like that word. I don't like that word. Like people be yeah. like, oh yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go network with you. Want to go network with these guys? I'm like, bro, what the? Like, you just, just, just. You mean just go out to eat or something like? That's it. Like, <laughs> I hate that we're networking. It's so cringy to me. It's so yeah. cringy. Oh, let's network, bro. What the hell? Like, bro, <laughs> you, you just want to talk, right? Because yeah, you just said that. When people just say let's network, you mean you mean let, you want to just siphon my energy from you? Want you want me to take? You want to take from me? And, yeah. and you, that's literally. Yeah, literally, man. Literally, like I said, you know, if you just be a be a genuine person and build good relationships, that's that's what networking should be. Yeah, not yeah. being fake and trying to you know get something out of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I say the last question I'm going to ask is, where do you see the markets? Where do you see the markets? Yeah, let's go through all the markets. Where do you see them in the next five years? Uh, five years. I think all markets will be higher than they are now because I feel like we're going through this inflationary period where fiat currencies are being devalued. So the, the thing we're denominating all of these uh, assets in is being devalued. So the charts will naturally move higher in the next five years. Um, in the next six months, I'm still bullish. I'm still bullish on crypto. I'm bullish on traditional markets until like Q1 next year. Um, I think everything looks good for for a rally going into February, March, that's crypto, that's US equities, um, even commodities, I'm starting to become quite bullish on as well. Uh, gold and silver look like they're getting ready to potentially have a, a breakout soon. Um, I've been pretty wrong with the commodities this year. They've kind of not really done too much. I was expecting a bit more, but now the charts are starting to look ready. Uh, still waiting for a few things to confirm, but we're seeing the early signs of a potential breakout in some of these uh, precious metals. Um, like I said, US equities, I'm bullish on. I think NASDAQ, uh, S&P, US 30, all of those indices are going to keep on continuing up. 
until February, March. Bitcoin, all crypto, I think is going to continue to do well uh, throughout Q4 and going into early next year. And then, yeah, over the next five years, like I said, everything will, will be higher than it is. You know, the, all central banks are printing absurd amounts of money. So we'll probably continue through this inflationary period until, uh, I don't know, till early to mid next year. So I'm, I'm bullish on markets until then. And then over the next five years, everything will probably just trend higher. Bitcoin will be a lot higher than it is now, I reckon. And S&P, Amazon, all the blue chips. Okay. And where do you see Geo Paris as a brand and Vivi Capital in the next five years? Where are you looking to take that? Uh, the next five years. Um, so obviously I've got my, my decade goals. They're, you know, personal to personal to me. Um, in terms of Vivid Capital, I just want to, you know, keep creating great traders. Um, I do want to turn Vivid Capital into a prop firm as well. So like how FTMO we spoke about earlier, like how they fund traders, I want to eventually fund traders myself. Um, so that's something I'm exploring. And, you know, hopefully over the next year or so, that should go live. Um, but yeah, for the next sort of five years or so, just continue building, um, you know, continuing to take great trades, kind of, you know, taking taking each day as it comes in in, in, in my trading. Um, and then, yeah, just build up, the, build up the prop firm. Also looking at doing a, a bit more in property going forward as well. Obviously, like I said before, my background, when I first started, I was an estate agent, so I have, you know, good connections in, in property. Um, I've got a few properties myself as well. So I want to do a bit more there when I'm focusing less on crypto. So that'll probably be next year. Uh, focus a bit more on property and building up more on that side of things. Mm-hmm. And then I'll tell you, last thing is, so, boom. Somebody who wants to get in to any market, what's your main advice? For uh, what, to, to trade? Mm, to trade, yeah. Um. Coming with the right mindset, like I've been saying throughout this whole podcast, you know, come in with the mindset that you want to perfect your craft and become the best trader you can be rather than, you know, you're coming in to, to make quick money. You know, at the moment, there, there is the possibility to make quick money in, in crypto. As we've seen, you know, people turn in, you know, fairly small amounts into fairly large amounts, but, you know, they have to take on a lot of risk to do that. And maybe not everyone has the, the risk appetite for it or, you know, some people you know, F it up and, and lose everything that they put in. So the, the first thing is come in with the right mindset, you know, that you want to learn and learn a high value skill, perfect your craft. And then really from there, just, you know, spend a lot of time on the charts, just become obsessed with the process, you know, spend a lot of time back testing, journal all of your trades, get the right education, you know, find someone who's trading profitably, who has helped other people learn to trade profitably, get them to teach you, you know, there's plenty of people out there like that. Um, and yeah, just Embrace the process, become obsessed with the process and, you know, don't stop until you crack it. Become obsessed with the process. That, that's what I think the main thing I got from you, from what you've been yeah. saying. Be obsessed with it. And then, then, then you can reach... Go on, sorry. No, I was just going to... Yeah, just be obsessed with it and then you can reach that point where you can kind of relax and streamline things. You know? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you never want to like fully, fully relax and take your foot off the pedal. Like I think one of the things that motivates me is like seeing how far I can take this, you know, this journey that I'm on, how far I can push it, how much I can achieve, you know. Um, but yeah, definitely at the beginning, I think that's the, the hardest, you know, even, um, you know, people like Charlie Munger say the first 100k is the hardest, you know, right. from there it snowballs. It's the same with your your journey of self-improvement at the beginning. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough. You've got to change a lot of your habits. You've got to be very disciplined. You've got to spend a lot of time on it. But then from there, your knowledge will start to compound and it will start to become easier. You become a better learner. You become more disciplined and naturally it'll become easier as you go on mm-hmm. that's sick man that's sick man all right man that's a lot lot fam where, where do you hang around most of the time you just in london what, what's the central yeah right? yeah i grew up in london mm-hmm. oh, okay what do you go to um away i used to but that team are too depressing man so fam, just... come to the menu 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 arsenal game i'll see you there man link <laughs> you up, go man. to my new games yeah i go to my <laughs> guess what yeah <laughs> Guess what? My first Man U game that I ever went to. Guess, guess which one it was. The game against Liverpool. You lost five 0 Yep, yep. Oh god. <laughs> oh mate, that yeah. Oli needs to go, man. That game was shambolic. You lot look like Norwich. Ah. Uh, I'm still gonna go, fam. I'm still gonna go to games, fam. I'm, uh, uh, if you go to the Arsenal Man U game, I'll see you there, man. Yeah, I'll yeah. I've got all the home games, obviously, but um. If I go to the away game, I'll, I'll message you. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. 100, 100. Or I I'll might, even go... Hmm? I think I might go to Liverpool away 
um, which is next month. Okay. Maybe. Or I might even go to a, what do you call it? I'll go to a um, away game, Arsenal Man U away game. Yeah. Yeah. Let you come, know. Yeah. Come. Oh, how, how, what? Do you think you can get me? A, oh, but if it, yeah, you, I don't know. I can yes. try and get you a ticket. The thing is, yeah. you see that Man U game. Oh, yeah. So I've got two season tickets in it. So I take yeah. like friends and family and stuff. Uh-huh. The games. But yeah. for my spare ticket for that Man U game, everyone is messaging me. As soon as Ronaldo oh. signed, everyone messaged me like, oh, can I come to the match with you on United play? Yeah. La, la, la. All right, Jyoti, Jyoti, Jyoti. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to cut this part out. But wait, haven't I followed you on my personal? Uh, I don't know. What's your personal? No, nah, I must have definitely, bro. Look, let me see. I think I tried to... Look, uh, it's um 1F. Uh, look, I message. I just, like, follow you now. I thought I followed... Yeah, look. So you don't even have to follow me about flipping. Yeah, but yeah, man's not bold. It's just a thing that I run with, though. Yeah, I just run with it. Fam. Oh, how did you even add me? I was going to ask you. How did you even add me? I think you added me, bro. Oh, oh, okay. But how do? Okay. Yeah. How do, you don't really put yeah, your Snapchat? I, out there. I don't really use Snap, but I think, um, yeah, on on Snap you posted something about the podcast, and we got talking from there. Uh, but I don't know. I think I think you added me. I don't use Snapchat. I don't add anyone on it. So oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Now I remember. I think I remember just like looking through my friends, and I was looking. Oh, and I saw Geo Paris there. And I was like, oh, I saw I know that guy on Instagram. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, calm, bro, love. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you taking your time out, man. I appreciate okay. you yeah. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to see you at the one of these Man U Arsenal games. Yeah, so that's me. If you come down, yeah. 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 Okay, lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah. All right, take care, man. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day. Get the markets correctly. <laughs> love.